the free for all roundtable round two on the round table patrick brown is here mayor of brampton jason agnew is a news talk 1010 personality also the host of the trivia show on sunday morning karima sad is a toronto lawyer and activist good to have you all and uh, we've had some interesting conversations on the show this morning i don't know if anybody had you know i, I don't even know if you guys heard it but uh, jagmeet singh was here and i guess my framing of the question for you would be the line of questioning I had for him, and Jason, I'll start with you. Um, I sometimes, you know, I think, wow, to be a member of the NDP is to every 15 years be part of a government and get a few of your policies done, but to constantly be positioning yourself never to be elected government. Yeah, it's it's rather unfortunate. I mean, we did see a lot of progress in the Jack Layton years, but at this point, you know, you talked about the potential September election and really you look at it as a whole and and what would change? I don't know. Uh, I think we might end up with a conservative government, but I guess we'll see when we get there. Uh, Karima said your thoughts and and a lot of people like I was getting a lot of texts from people suggesting that there is something very compromising about the NDP's position in backstopping the liberals. Well, I mean, we basically have a two party system right at the federal level. Um, as far as who's actually held power. Uh, and, and so where the NDP sort of is able to leverage itself and its weight to get things done without actually being in the decision maker's chair, that is that the ultimate end goal? I don't know. I, I think they would like to hold power, um, but that's just not how um, it's sort of been angled. And Patrick Brown, I think it's inarguable, the stuff that they've been pressuring the liberals to do, the costs of it notwithstanding, are fine endeavors. You know, the dental program, they got it last year. Now they want to expand it. You know, what's interesting about the NDP's um, predicament is that they really only excel when the liberals collapse. Um, and, you know, the, the liberals have been so strong federally over the years, that really hasn't happened. But you look at 1990 in Ontario, anything can happen in, in, in politics. And so I think the, the NDP are working on that possibility that if everything goes their way, you never know. You know, in that 2011 election with Jack Layden, you know, there were a few days there that people thought, you know, Jack Layden government was was possible. You know, they, they actually had momentum. And so I don't think it's it's impossible. It's unlikely in Canada, but, but it's certainly not... Um, something that's incapable of happening. Okay, and another guest we had in studio today was Anna Bailau, making it official that she is indeed running for mayor of Toronto. One of the promises uh, she is making is she's going to upload the gardener and the DVP to the province. Well, it's a nice idea, but you can't force it on them. Um, Patrick Brown, it, it is arguable that I think it's only 40% of the people who are using those two freeways are actually Toronto ratepayers. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a promise that uh, there's no um, belief that they would actually be able to implement it, um, and so not not a great way to start your campaign if, if if you're making promises that you have no ability to to implement. Um, in what world would the provincial government be absorbing massive new costs? Uh, it would set a precedent to to do the same 
um, everywhere else in the province. Yeah, it's it, you know, I sort of thought years ago I should have just uploaded my mortgage to my parents. But here's Anna Bailao in our conversation. Let's talk about a permanent solution. By the way, these were provincial highways. By the way, no other city around us pays for highways. By the way, lots of people in the region, about half of the people that use these highways are from all over the region. Right. So it's a fair deal. It's a fair deal to fix the services that both the province and us at the city represent. And Karima Sada should have fact-checked at the time because Anna Bailao just said that these were provincial highways. I always thought the Gardener was built by the city of Toronto. That's why it's named the Gardener. I am not sure about that, actually, uh, as a non-highway user. But uh, (laughs) yes, I will trust your your fact-checking. I I agree with uh, Patrick on this, where there's no clear plan. Um, It it does sound fair, right? The fact that... um, if it's not majority Toronto residents and sort of the corresponding part of her plan to improve CTC services. I think that's something that a lot of people can get behind. Um, but empty promises, um, you know, that's not appealing, uh, I think, to the to the electorate. Yeah, Jason Agnew, I always ask when somebody proposes something that sounds like a good idea, how are you going to pay for it? Yeah, and here, here's the thing, though, John. I mean, you look at this appearance. I like this appearance. I thought it was very personable, and I am the one on here who says, like, you know, personality is key, and some of this is a popularity contest, and I did think that she positioned herself well, answered the majority of your questions, as opposed to other people who have been on. You know, you look at the Blake Acton example, which is the absolutely wrong thing to do on the show. So I did think this was a good, good first appearance. Okay, so we'll see as the election develops, and I don't plan to litigate all of it here, but I do think this is where an awful lot of the discussion is going to happen. Um, I kind of nixed this on the first roundtable because I didn't know what the context is, and then I spent the last hour digging deeper to figure out what the story of the use of the N-word at a lecture at George Brown College is. And now I have the details so we can talk about it. There was a woman who uh, works in HR, and she was talking about HR issues, and so she brought out an actual case study of two firefighters who used the N-word on social media, and she showed the word on the screen, and she said the word out loud, and students objected to it, and now she's in all kinds of trouble. Uh, Karima, let me start with you on this one. I mean, I just, I would never use the word, there's just no point in getting into trouble, but I also have a friend whose entire career evaporated when she casually used it in a conversation. So, I mean, with that added context, right, that sounds like the type of case study that is preparing students for the real world. And I know that in law school, we often had to grapple with fact patterns that are kind of intense or traumatic, but indicative of the type of work we would actually be doing. That said, um, I don't know that there would be a need to repeat it out loud while giving that example, right? Having it on the screen may be enough. Um, So without actually having sat in the classroom, I'm not sure, but I I would sort of think to say that if it's preparing people for the real world and there's a lesson that's being imparted and it's not gratuitous, then, you know, that's very different than someone just sort of using it for no reason. This person is an HR director at the city of Markham, currently on leave until somebody decides what happens next. Jason, your thoughts? 
I want you might continue to stay on leave, John, yeah. after you said that. Uh, I'm glad you put some context to this because I read the article and I didn't know what to make of it uh, because it does not have details in the article itself. Uh, yeah, you're putting it on the screen, this unfortunately does happen in the real world. Students should be prepared for it, but to go up on stage and just blast it on out, maybe not the wisest decision for this speaker. Patrick Brown, I don't necessarily have to challenge you to say what you do with your HR director in Brampton, uh, but what's your take on this? It sounds like it's fair that they're on leave, and you know I agree with the previous comments. I, I, I think it's inappropriate. So what do we make? And Jason, I'm coming back to you on this one. A uh, gym is offering self-defense uh, classes so that people will feel more comfortable about riding the TTC. I guess, you know, it's a promo, but still, it's kind of worrisome they have to do. They would even think of it. True. I, I give huge kudos to this gym, though, as far as a marketing campaign goes. Number one, we're talking about it. Number two, they're taking advantage of a current issue. Fact of the matter is, self-defense classes happen all over the place in gyms all across the city, all across the world, for that matter. And they've just made this directed towards the current problem in the TTC. Yeah, I know what it says about the TTC, but full kudos to whomever came up with this campaign to drive people in to see a headline and go and take this class. Well done, marketing person. Karima said, I, you're very, very, um, you know, convivial in your approach to people, but you are often surrounded mostly on the weekends by people who don't agree with you. Let's put it that way. Have you taken <laughs> self-defense classes? Um, I, I have a little bit of that, but really my preference is to de-escalate, um, at, you know, wherever that's possible. Um, and, and, Often in self-defense classes, the first sort of general rule is don't get into a fight. Uh, so that, that's my approach and, and mantra. And honestly, I feel like some lawyers should have their own session of, you know, how to <laughs> how to leverage self-defense. Because at that point, if you're charged with an assault, even if that's a defense to you, um, you're already in the system. Right. So just avoid fighting is is my uh, my free advice for the morning. That's kind of my strategy. Patrick Brown, instead of offering a karate chop, I just get off the vehicle. I think this speaks to what's uh, b broken in the city of Toronto and is probably um, one of the biggest issues uh, in this Toronto election. How are you going to solve this? Because people shouldn't be scared to use uh, public transit. You know, public transit has to be part of the linchpin of a, of, of a city. And so, you know, I, I would love to hear you know, all the candidates running for mayor, what their plan is to fix this, because that's not a quality of life that residents deserve to think they have to learn self-defense to use public transit. And Patrick Brown, I didn't look at the list for Brampton, but did Brampton appear on the list of safe and unsafe cities for a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I haven't seen that list, and I, um, I hope I hope we're not. On, I hope we're on the safe list. Okay. Well, do, I mean, I know that every town has an emergency measures uh, preparedness room, and they have you know binders full of everything from insect invasions to nuclear meltdowns. Is there a zombie manual? No, we do not have a zombie manual. All right. Get yeah. on that. Oh, man. <laughs> we made news on News Talk 1010 today. Brampton doesn't have a zombie strategy. Karima, you ready for the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Uh, well, I'll be out in the street photographing what's going on until the last moment. So. And de-escalating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jason, you get the last word here. 
I'll just be sprinting, John, and let's face it, I'm going to be one of the first ones caught. I'm doomed. Yeah, I always figure I wouldn't last long in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, A few other things, I, you know, I'm a good kayaker, so I'm ready for the big flood. Thank you all. Good to have you, and a fun way to end the week. Jason Agnew, Patrick Brown, and Karima Sad on Free For All Round 2. It's been a somewhat dizzying morning because, you know, I'm I'm not moving pianos, but when you have to prepare and execute interviews with wily people, it, uh, it's exhausting. Okay. So everybody have an amazing St. Patrick's day. Don't overdo it, but go have a good time. And we'll talk on Monday. Oh, Danny boy. Oh, for Pete's sake. boy. I love you so. Catch the round table. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.